Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing our email courtesies, the fate of arena football, and the lameness of Columbus Day. Then we get into this week's tech news, including Facebook's creepy new portal, the demise of Google+, and why your phone could go back in time. Stick around, a new episode starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 219, recorded October 8th, 2018, Portal to Nowhere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys who, they're not a bug, they're a feature. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, good evening. Hello. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. I, I have a reputation at work because every um, email I send to like more than five people, any kind of group email, I always start with greetings, everyone. And so now people say that to me. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> like I'm some kind of cartoon character. I like it. Yeah. It's uh, different. I don't know. How do you guys? You guys don't write emails, though. You do everything in Slack these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I send an email, something has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> That's, oh, God. Um, yeah. So you, n- no more salutations. You just kind of, you must just dive right in here. No more hellos. Best, did you sign your things? Thanks, Colby. Best of luck, Dan. I never sign things. Sometimes I say hey before, hey. depending on who the person I'm slacking. I mean, I it guess. is for horses. I will sign my depending on the email. If I'm if I'm asking me something, I'll sign with a thanks. If it's a super formal email or I'm sort of cold emailing someone, I'll do one of those traditional bests. Otherwise, I will put my name at the end. I'm not a monster. I don't. This isn't texting. You don't just end your emails. There's protocol. Now, what about you, Sean? I feel like you're a man of principle. Oh, God, no. I'm so... Uh, I'm heavy punctuation, heavy, heavy form. I, it's shocking I don't have a quill and pen to write my formal letters. But <laughs> I, I, I do run into an issue because right now at the office we're running a, a football pool for our customers without getting into more detail than that. But um, I have to send weekly updates email to our entire sales staff, letting them know how many people are signed up, how many people are playing. And I'm running out of ways to end the email because at first it was like, best of luck, Sean. And then it was like, keep playing, Sean. And then it was <laughs> like, and then it was like, uh, uh, keep on trucking, I think was one of them, Sean. And then I was, you know, you can't win if you don't play, Sean. And like, I'm running out of like clever, fun ways to Ooh. end What are emails. other like sports tropes? Like the game must go on. Yeah, that's good. There's there's no iron team. Yeah. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Oh, I'm going to use that. That's good. I like these. Indeed. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else. I, I did. It was very funny. I, I, I know you guys are somewhat fans of The Office, but there's that famous, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. And yeah. I used that in one of the emails. I said, remember, guys, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And then in parentheses, I said, I don't remember who said that, Wayne Gretzky or Michael Scott. Uh, just as a little joke. And I got an email from a very old member of the team who's been around the company for a long time. And they go, I know who Wayne Gretzky is. Who's Michael Scott? Who'd he play for? <laughs> oh, gosh. I was like, ask your kids. <laughs> he never got it. Oh, no. Yeah. That's rough. Hmm. I feel like there must be like you could just look up sports quotes. Like, oh God, there's a whole website for looking up for looking up quotes. I've done it, but I always I always like the the, the tropes you see in many will enter, few will win. You know those kind of those kind of uh, that's, a, that's true that's contest good. lines. Nope, like, just necessary. What was like? Did the 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 arena football league have any good? Uh, taglines the arena football league i don't know you don't remember arena football i do remember arena i'm more of like an xfl usfl guys teasing my pick later is that what i'm is that what i'm thinking of what's xfl xfl was the the vince mcmahon one that was around for one year the extreme football that they did for one year was it the one they played inside no that's arena football and that's still a thing I know I only like football leagues that don't exist anymore. 
Oh, see. Arena football. Arena football is still a thing? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, it, I thought it went away. No, Maybe arena I football, just stopped paying attention. That is way more likely um, to be the, yeah. the outcome. No, arena football is still, still, they got a Wikipedia page and everything. Although, although it's funny, I, what I love about leagues like arena football is when you look at their Wikipedia pages, their teams constantly move and change. And so tracking the leagues is impossible. Right now, they have four teams in arena football and a fifth team that's, quote, on hiatus. <laughs> so not doing great. Mm-hmm. Not doing great. But Albany's got one. Albany, New York, the Albany Empire. The Albany Empire. That sounds very foreboding. It sh- it should be. They're um they're not uh they're not too bad. I think they've won the championship before. Again, they're only four <laughs> teams, so I think statistically <laughs> the oh my god, there's a whole list of defunct arena league teams hit me with some of those names how about the anaheim piranhas Ooh, scary the chicago politicians the yeah chicago politicians are scary which existed for one game that's true one game yep uh the uh denver dynamite the houston thunder bears it's not a real thing the uh the kansas city command the Massachusetts Marauders. Kansas City Command is very abstract. Yeah, they later became the Kansas City Brigade, which is a little... Like marginally less abstract. The New England Steamrollers, based in Providence. I like that. They existed for one year. It's, it's no Hartford Yard Goats, but... Well, they have the Oklahoma ah, City Yard Dogs. Hey. Similar. Um, I could go on for days. This is a, a shockingly long list. Um, but yeah, arena football is still a thing. Hmm. Right now, uh, Matt and I are reading a book all about the XFL for an upcoming up for debate thing. Ooh, so, what's that book? That's uh, it is uh, long ball, and it is excellent. It is not in print anymore, so you have to get a used copy off Amazon. But it is an excellent read. Um. You can also catch there's a 30 for 30 documentary that's based on the book. Um, that's very good as well. Is that the ESPN thing? Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Cool. So uh, what, what else is uh, going on with you guys? Come on. What's uh, what's the scoop? Scoop. Yeah, I must I be in an ice know. cream parlor. I'm full of scoops here. Come on, guys. I haven't had an actual day of work in like two weeks. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't remember. I don't even know if I remember how to type still, frankly. Wow. that's That might be a good problem to have, though. Now's a good time to change careers. Or <laughs> That's true. Or change which kind of keyboard you're using. You could switch to Dvorak, Colby. That's a good idea. Or you got one of those ones with the little, like, pods, the hand pods. Hand kinesis, the kinesis ones. Oh, oh, the split keyboard. Yeah. That's another good idea. Mm-hmm. I think you should just go to all voice commands. Code by voice. Like Siri only. Yep. That'd be cool. D- dictate your code. Yep. yep. I can switch to all visual programming. Like I could use Siri shortcuts for everything. <laughs> Have you made any more uh, Siri shortcuts? No, I haven't. I wish I had. I thought about it. But I don't know. I haven't made any more either. Yeah. I You know, I haven't tried... Like, presumably, you can feed information to Siri to read to you, right? Is that true? Or is that a poor assumption? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. One way to find out... If you out. could, it, would be, it could be cool. What would you like it to read to you? I don't know, like if there was a thing that you needed to know that took a long time to know, like. Maybe some daily uh, affirmations, maybe. Yeah, Siri, I'm sad. Colby, (laughs) you are loved. Be well today. Thank you, Siri. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's a thing. Already. I, I, all I can imagine is Colby in the middle of a meeting, just getting frustrated and standing up. The lady in the phone said people like me. 
<laughs> She's my it friend. Must be true. Unlike you all. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to think about that more. I should have done that today. I didn't do very much today. No, no. Now, Colby, you had the day off today. I did, yeah. And Dan, did you have the day off? I sure didn't. Oh, boy. You missed out on nothing. Columbus Day is a very weak-ass holiday. It sure is. It, it definitely is. Although there are fewer people on the subway, so that was nice. Sweet. Sweet. But I'm exciting. sure there was some kind of parade or something. No. For, no what? I just not that, not that I saw. Huh. No, what do you know? I don't know what the parade would be comprised of. Pumpkins? I don't know. I didn't fall things? That's really what I assume with Columbus Day. I did see a giant pumpkin get dropped from a crane in someone's Instagram story this weekend. Nice. It was pretty cool. That's exciting. Now, Columbus yeah. Day, back where I'm from, meant the ramble. And Ramble Fest. And you say, what's the Ramble? The Ramble is the whole town would get together and a whole bunch of the town would climb the tallest mountain in Massachusetts, which Colby's climbed. um, Yeah. And uh, is was at the the town was at the base of the mountain. And so first thing in the morning, they'd get everybody. They'd climb up to the top of the mountain and then buses would take you down and then you'd party for the rest of the weekend. Is that that's Mount Greylock? Mount Greylock. That's right. That's right. Tallest in the state. It sounds like a location from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it does. Well, a fun fact, and a lot of people, uh, J.K. Rowling Yo. announced that there are the, was it the four major wizarding schools around the world, and the, the one in America is on Mount Greylock. Swear Whoa. to God, that is totally a real thing. What? She came right I mean, out and said that. It makes a bunch of sense, because, like, it's got the name for it. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. I have to look up the name of it because I always forget. But now they're trying to turn it into like a touristy thing. No. It's, it's Livermorny. Ilvermorny? Ilvermorny? Um, which it says here um, is located on Mount Greylock in modern day Massachusetts. In a, in a hidden castle. Uh, but they're trying to like they they now have like a wizarding festival every year and they're trying to turn it into a thing because there's really not much else going on there if I'm being honest. When does the book about the American School come out? Uh, you know I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I uh, guess that's what these movies are a little bit about the Fantastic Beast movies. Yes, the Crimes of Grindelman. Um, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think they definitely should come to America in one of these uh, and visit. And visit the school. Oh my god, there's a whole Wikipedia page on the school that's never been mentioned in any of the books. That's crazy. Awesome. I'm totally it's never is, been mentioned. Who is writing this shit? I mean, they they you, they have like the head, the founder of the school. Like, who's who's that? Oh well, that would be Isolt Sayer, co-founded with James Stewart, who is much not a very wizardy name. No, that's very boring. It's crazy. Oh my god, they got schools. They got four schools. You want to know their schools? Yes. The Horned Serpent, Wampus, Thunderbird, and Pukwudgie. Pukwudgie. Yes, Pukwudgie. I'm sorry, those are names of what? The schools, kind of like uh, uh, Gryffindor and uh, Ravenclaw, but like their versions. I see. They're called schools instead of houses in America. Oh, look at this. When a student starts their education, they step onto a Gordon knot on the floor on the center of the entrance hall, and the carved statues react to which house they go into. It's like the sorting hat. It's just like Hogwarts, but America. (laughs) This is... This is crazy. Okay. Anyhow, (laughs) I couldn't couldn't help it, but there's a little fun fact about Mark Greylock there for you. Nice. Yeah, I, I I did the movie draft this weekend, and that was, uh, honestly, I went hiking. It was a pretty chill weekend, so I don't, I don't have any technology things to report. Okay. 
Well, that's fair. I think, thank you, Dan, for giving me this opportunity to cross-promote the uh, Movie League draft that we did yesterday. Oh, you're welcome. It's live right now at UpForDebate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Just search Up For Debate or on YouTube where the video version is. Colby, Dan, uh, both played. We had uh, 12 people going. Um, I think. I hope you guys feel good about your, your drafts. I'm, we made a critical mistake. Oh, no. What was that? We had enough money to out... We probably could have outbid someone from the third-to-last movie, mm-hmm. and we didn't. Yeah, that was, uh, well, Lego Movie 2 was the fourth movie. How to Train Your Dragon were probably your last couple. No, the one before that. I what, don't think what we could have gotten want. Yep. Yeah. We could have gotten yep. that one. We, didn't. We, we made the same mistake, if it makes you feel any better. It does. Thank you, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. I thought, uh, I feel like... I'm thinking Lego movie is going to be the biggest movie of the, of the winter time. And like it being towards the end of the draft made it a weird dynamic where it was like, should I save like (laughs) irrational parts of our brain where like save your money for Lego movie, but like only one person could get it. So I don't know. It was weird. I, I will say I just it's tricky. Tricky I, is the word. Of everything, we did a whole hour of bidding, thirty movies, tw- uh, six teams of two. I'm still blown away that Matt spent twenty seven dollars on on the basis of sex. <laughs> the very small <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg biopic. <laughs> I'm. St- I will never get over that. Honestly, uh, my team was committed to getting that movie. So if we had had $27, $28, it would have been higher. That you really think that's going to be a big breakout film? No, but Sarah was convinced <laughs> and she she has never been wrong before. But maybe this is the first time. Maybe you guys know something I don't, but that that was shocking. I mean, Fantastic Beast went for only $3 more. <laughs> that's, that's just that's insane. Really pretty funny. That. <laughs> I, I was blown away. Anyway, uh, it should be fun. We'll be tracking it all season long at UpForDebate.tv. So check it out. UpForDebate.tv slash movies will actually get to do the list of all the teams and what they own in the draft. Uh, guys, we've got some tech news to talk about, if you can believe it. We do it every week here on the show. we got a whole week's worth of news. There's some really good stuff in here. I'll let you guys pick the first story. While you're doing that, I want to thank everybody who's joining us live right now on Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show. If you'd like to join us live, we do the show Monday nights about 10, 15 Eastern. But if you just follow the pages, it'll notify you when we're live. And if you are watching live, comment. We sometimes talk about them on the show. We want to know what you think. So uh, my eyes are on it right now. So if you've got something to say as we jump into the news, guys, where are we going to begin? Oh, my God. The Facebook thing. Uh, Yes. People (laughs) have been demanding Facebook. When are you going to make creepy camera and microphone hardware you want to put in my home? That doesn't really do much and is very expensive. Well, good news, America. Facebook announced today the portal. Uh, a video chat hardware device. Uh, I'll put a little video here on the screen for our our uh, video viewers. So they can get an idea of what this thing looks like. Uh, there are actually two versions of it. Uh, the smaller uh, Portal and the Portal Plus. The smaller Portal kind of looks like the Echo Show. If you're familiar with that, it's kind of like a screen with a little speaker attached. The Portal Plus um, is even bigger. It's kind of a big screen on a big stick. Um, the uh, details around this, the... Uh, let me get to the hardware specs here first. The smaller model has a 10-inch 720p screen and two speakers. The larger model has a 15.6-inch 1080p screen, two louder speaker, and a subwoofer. Uh, the Portal Plus also has a rotating screen, which can switch between landscape and horizontal orientations. What does it do? Primarily video chat. It's designed to integrate with Facebook Messenger um, to a, easily call other portal users, but also call anyone who has Facebook or Facebook Messenger. Um, they can also play music through Spotify and Pandora or stream video from Facebook Watch. That's pretty much it. Uh, pretty limited at launch in terms of what it's going to do. It does technically have both Facebook and Alexa voice activation uh, built in. Uh, to um, So you can use voice to call somebody or do certain commands. Though, as I said, it is pretty limited. Uh, the big feature is video chat. Um, and their big thing, it's got a wide angle lens, but it will actually track you as you move across the room using facial detection. Um, they say it helps make for a more comfortable chatting than holding a phone up to your face. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If you, before before we start trashing this thing, that's nice. (laughs) No, I don't think we're going to do that, Dan. Technologically cool. 
Yes. No. Uh, one thing I will know is that Facebook. Uh, Listen, says, if I could put my iPad down and FaceTime, that'd be amazing. Yeah, as I you're need doing stuff. To hold it up and yeah. They say it's their version of trying to broadcast the whole room. What does that mean? Well, it's like when when you're broadcasting from your phone or something to somebody, it's kind of just your face. But this thing shoots oh. the whole room, but follows you, so it's kind of like you're sharing the whole room. I see. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, there's no video recording built in, and privacy is a big deal. They uh, It will come with a camera cover and a hardwired uh, camera and mic deactivation button that actually cuts the circuit. It's not just a software off button. So uh, they say they take it pretty seriously in that respect. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it is uh, $199. will get you the regular portal. $349 will get you the portal. Plus, Facebook will be offering $100 off if you buy two at a time. And they will start selling them next month. Guys, what wow. do we think? How many are we going to order? Two, four, six? Can't have too many. <laughs> I, I like to imagine the like the genesis of this of this thing um, in like deep in some in the bowels of the Menlo Park headquarters, like uh, in a meeting where they're like, everyone is saying Facebook is listening to you to serve you ads. What if we just made a thing that actually does that? Everyone thinks we do already. I'd like to think that's how it happened. But uh, I don't know. It seems like a cool feature. It is not a thing that I want in my in my home. Certainly not from the likes of Facebook, unfortunately. Uh, the related question: Can you watch Don't Panic on Facebook Watch? Syrup. I might have to like check a box somewhere. I'll have to circle mm. back and let you know. I mean, you can on our page on Facebook Watch. I don't. I'm. I'm gonna write that down. I, I know you. It's easy to add when you upload a video, but I don't know what they do with live streams because I don't upload it separately. But I'm gonna make a note. It'd be pretty pretty cool if you could just tune into Don't Panic Ooh. from your thing that follows you around the room. That <laughs> that would be great, and then we, the hosts, can watch you watch us. <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. You also made me remember, Colby, too, that Spotify just opened up their podcast to everybody. I'm going to make sure we're added. I almost Did forgot. They? Uh, okay. Anyhow. Um, yeah. I mean, it's this. This sucks. This thing sucks. I'm going to come right out and say I'm, I'm not going to hold back. I think it's a cool idea. I think it's it's a neat idea on paper. I think like maybe putting this in an office would be cool, like a conference room. This would be really neat. But like. I don't that actually would be really neat if the conference room camera like looked at who who the f was talking as a person who is often in, in on the other side of a hangouts meeting with a gajillion people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, continue. No, I I'm with you. I just think like what? Who is this? Who wants? Who? Nobody wants. Th- who wants this? Like, I, like, I'm legitimately, like, this is such an on-paper idea where it's like, oh, yeah, no, we, we need people to use Facebook uh, video chat more. All right, well, we'll just put a camera in the screen and they'll just... It's like, first of all, and we can have a bigger discussion, I'm not convinced that video chat is the future. Ooh. Ooh. Hot take. Yeah, like a sizzle. Sizzle. Um, I, I think there's a reason why it hasn't caught on, and I don't think it's a technology problem. I think, you know, we, we've had... Vo- it, it hasn't caught on? I don't think it has for the average consumer. I don't, I you know, it, that the old does my mom do it test, where it's like, oh. you know, does my great aunt know how to do it test? I feel like I use, I feel like video chat has become... Kleenex by FaceTime, or you know, I would agree they do it the best. I I would say they do it the best, but I don't know how even when they meet Skype or whatever Android has. Oh no, I'm with you. No, no, oh no, FaceTime is the best. And I'm telling you, if Apple put out a device device like this with FaceTime on it, that's a no brainer for them because they've got a huge built in market. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if you'll ever see a HomePod with the (laughs) HomePod on the Mm -hmm. screen. I bet they will. Maybe in like five years or something. The new they finally get there. The new, the new Apple TV. I mean, uh, we were waiting for Apple to make their own TV set, and maybe this is it. It'll just be a little eight-inch. Well, they'll just duct tape an iPad to the HomePod and <laughs> yeah. call it a day. 
Um, but I think the, and I think this is why we talked about this on the show previously, Ama, Amazon to the new Echo devices with screens is adding Skype support because people weren't using the Amazon video chat between Amazon devices. I just think, I agree FaceTime is close. I just think this is something people don't have a lot of interest in doing. I think it's more of a hassle than just texting somebody or calling somebody by voice. I just don't know. I think it's such a limited use that you're not going to buy a $200 standalone device to do Facebook video chat in your home. Or yeah, really, I do. In general. I do wonder if is anyone doing this sort of now is this going to offer drop-in functionality like the uh, Amazon Show has? Um I don't I don't think so. Cuz it seems like what the what they're trying to at least what Amazon's trying to get at. And and I think Facebook too with this is like, "Hey, you're not calling a person, you're calling a house." Mm. Because they talk a lot about having multiple people in the frame. Um, I don't think that's a winning strategy. Like, I don't think people... Well, I would be curious, because like, there's not many houses that I would want to call with multiple people in them. So, but maybe with people who lead different lives, that's the thing they're interested in. I do think people are interested in calling individuals, specific individuals, uh, over video. And I think it's a gonna it is it will always be a big thing in business in business i'm with you i think on the personal side i think people are okay using their phones for this because i'm i, I agree with you that it's not an often if, if someone said oh i do a video call every day then yeah you probably should get one of these things i just don't think people do it enough to warrant a standalone device now facebook had come out and said i know they say a little bit okay it's got you know some you can't even browse facebook on this thing like it doesn't all it does is video call and a little bit now they say they're going to add stuff as time goes on but i think there's more of a selling point in something like the echo or google smart hub where it's like oh it's a smart hub for your home you can do your lights on it it's got a web browser you can do recipes you can ask it questions right. you can do all this and it's got video chat where that's like mm -hmm. the third or fourth feature i was waiting to see if if, if this runs android but i couldn't i couldn't uh, figure that out yeah they do not say They do not say. I feel like it's safe to say that it does. Probably. Some but you never know. That's true. That's true. Maybe it's Oculus VR OS or whatever. Now, that would be neat. Well, yeah, didn't they just update their little uh, their avatar program, avatar chat program for the Oculus VR? Yeah. I think I read now, you think that will ever take off in business or or personal, Sean? The AR, VR chat? I think the reason people do video chats on their phones is because they're already on their phones. And I think people the yeah. reason people don't do video chats on their Echo Show, for example, is because they don't use it all the time. If you tell me, okay, in five years from now, people, when they get home from work, instead of turning on the TV, they put on their VR headset and are in there for a few hours, then yeah, I think they would do calls through it. I think if it's, you know, you use it once a week to play a game, then no, I don't think they will. I, th I think when it comes to communication, it's whatever's easiest. Whatever device is on you, whatever device is the quickest. Yeah. That's why people text instead of call. Whatever is fastest and, and most efficient. And doesn't involve interacting with humans. God, I hate humans. They're the fucking worst. <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> These people. Can you believe it? Speaking of, speaking of people being the worst, uh, let's talk about this Google Plus uh, story. Oh my god, you Breaking are just news. the king of segues, Dan. I love it. Um, get this. Let me break it down for you. Google. Hey, anyone here still using Google Plus? No. All I hear no. is crickets. No one. I thought it was a good idea, but we can talk about that later. I would. We are definitely going to dissect Google Plus for sure, but we got to figure out why it's going away. It's because uh, Google found a bug affecting an API that was accessed by hundreds of developers between 2015 and 2018 that could have leaked information like names, email addresses, occupations, gender, and aged, even when that data was listed as private or not public. Now, Google says it has no evidence to suggest any third-party developers were aware of the bug or abused it, and that they closed it in March 2018, shortly after learning of it. However, in March 2018, when they did patch it, they didn't tell anybody. Uh, there was no announcement. They were worried. Uh, that was the same time Facebook was going through its uh, Cambridge Analytica 
beef. Um, and they were worried about uh, the sort of PR flack they would get. So they kind of just shut their mouth on it. Um, they discovered the bug as part of an effort called Project Strobe, which was launched to review third-party developer access to Google accounts and Android devices. Um, as a result of this breach, the company is shutting down the consumer-facing element of Google+, Plus, noting that 90% of sessions lasted less than five seconds. Um, about 500,000 user profiles were affected by the breach. Um, let's see here. Uh, Google Plus shutdown will take place over the course of the next 10 months, concluding in August of 2019. It still plans to make Google Plus available as an enterprise product for companies, um, and that um, they're going to have a further announcement in the coming days as to how they'll spin it into more of an enterprise uh, product. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So do you think that these, why did they say this today? Um, I think. Why say it at all? uh, They didn't. Wall Street Journal reported it. Someone inside, they got, someone spoke up and said something and. uh, Ah. So then they're like, well, while this bad press is coming out, let's also announce that we're just going to shut this thing down. I, I bet they were going to do it eventually, you know, at some point this year anyway, and they just used this as the opportunity to mm. to roll it in. Because now yeah. it's now it's not, oh, we failed at making a social network. It's it was buggy and bad, bad security. We got to shut it down. So I think that's it's probably more of a PR thing than anything else. Google's very good at that. Yeah. That's too bad. I wish Google Plus had succeeded. I'm very, con- I'm very confused about the like. I, I, I get their their rationale of not and their their on paper rationale was that they didn't know who could have been affected by it, so they had no one to notify mm-hmm. for not announcing it. That is a little sketchy. But anyways, I do wish that Google Plus had succeeded. I, I really like circles, and I know I was going to say, Dan, Facebook has circles too. Yeah, but no one, addri- not that I know of, no one addresses status updates to their circles and so you don't feel like when you're on Facebook, you're getting any stuff like that that's curated to you in, in any way by the, by the person who's posting it. Mm-hmm. And also, and I don't remember, Google+, Plus. could you see if you were part of someone's circle or which one you were a part of? I haven't used Google+, Plus in literally years. I don't remember. Okay. Because that would also be cool. But yeah. I don't think it is. I wish that that idea had taken off. I think it would solve a lot of the Twitter problems if that was a baked-in experience and expected workflow mm-hmm. of viewing viewing things through different views and also posting things to different sets of people. I mean, for me, these days, my number one Facebook feature and the only reason I use Facebook that's not related to my job is groups i think that that is a stand and i'm bummed that they used to have the separate app and they don't anymore which is disappointing but i agree with you wholeheartedly dan i think google plus did not have much going for it i think circles was probably the only real differentiator it had over any other social network um and it's a shame they could just never get the uh, attachment to, to make it take off i'd like to see another network pick up that mantle yep what was the, I was just thinking about this the other day, wasn't there a phone app only, like, private social network that was, it was red? Uh, the path? Was, path. Was path? Thank you. I think I got an email from Path the other day that they're shutting down. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. It really is all over. Yep. No money in social networks anymore. I think some, didn't somebody buy them, though? And that's path? why. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Was it Google Plus? Um, oh, they had been... A, oh, they were acquired, but from a South Korean internet company that I've never heard of. So. Interesting. Yeah. You seem really bummed out about this, Colby. You do. You, you're about Google Plus. Yeah, real broken up. No. The, sir, I, feel, I think this, this circle thing was a cool idea. Possibly too confusing to ever be like, 
useful. Like, too much work, right? Like, no one does that on Facebook either. I mean, I don't know. But, like, presumably no one is sharing statuses with, like, specific groups of people. Unless you're in a group, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what groups are for. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't used it since probably college. Or I haven't used it on purpose. I'm sure I accidentally ended up on, on a page at one point or another. But certainly, certainly not something I'll miss. I, the, the biggest issue I think Google's going to have is that they w tried and barely succeeded to integrate Google Plus into all parts of their business, where they totally screwed up how YouTube profiles work with Google Plus. That's a nightmare. Um, mm -hmm. they never fully integrated it into Gmail or anything. I, you know, it's going to be weird to see how they address this as they start stripping it away and how they manage the, cause Google plus was supposed to be your Google account. So I'm curious if they have any alternative for consumers, um, moving forward, how, how they're going to treat that, um, across yeah. their services. I mean, maybe that underlying account thing is still the thing and just like just the circles plus the website. Yeah. 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 That would right. make sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do on the corporate side with Google Plus. Obviously, Hangouts originally a Google Plus tool and That's spun right. out into its own. Right. So right. something came out of it at least. Yeah. That's true. Not all bad. I mean, it did leak a lot of people's information, but you know, good for companies, good for corporate. So. Yeah. Hey, it's all upside. All would... upside. It would be cool to have some kind of Facebook groups-esque dedicated thing. Then I could leave Facebook. Evites, <laughs> Colby. Evites, yeah. Maybe that that's all we need. We just need a uh, some a sort of yep, email stream. You should just meet up, meet up group. Just go to your local coffee shop and then I need a group. I need a group. Looking for a group. Look at hashtag. Put up a put up a poster. Looking for you know those little tear offs. People with a phone number. Looking for groups. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be part of your be, group. Be my friend. Be my friend. Hashtag be my friend. Be Colby's friend. If you'd like to be Colby's friend, email us. Don't panic. Show at gmail dot com. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. Alrighty. There we go. That is uh, Google Plus. You will be missed. Hmm. Okay, Question sure. mark. Um, guys, what else do we have here in the rundown? All the news that's fit to put in a spreadsheet. Is it weird that I've started reading things with X in the name as 10? Microsoft's 10 cloud. Oh, no. Streams that, on the 10 box. That's a big... <laughs> but also, the, the trick is, though, Colby, now you got to do all the Roman numerals. So every time you see I, it's mm -hmm. 1, and every time you see V, it's 5. M1 Crowsoft's 10 Cloud. <laughs> well, no, M is a thousand, right? Oh, oh, damn. I've never. Uh, and what, C's a hundred? Yeah. I think I knew a hundred, and like L is 50, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, anyways, we don't have to talk about No, that. we can talk about No, what, no, what do you guys want to talk about? Pick a story, any story. No, right or wrong, we got a lot going on here. Uh, we got Wi-Fi six. Wi-Fi six, guys. Have, I, I has, thought this made sense. Has Wi-Fi got you confused? We're a talking A. We're talking B. We're talking G. We're talking N. We're talking AC. It's confusing to consumers, or at least that's what the Wi-Fi Alliance believes. Uh, that's why they are moving away from. 802.11n and 802.11g, and they're moving to a new naming convention with numbers. And here's how it's going to break down. Um, most Wi-Fi systems out in the market today are probably 802.11n or 802.11ac. That will now be Wi-Fi 4 and Wi-Fi 5, and look forward to the upcoming Wi-Fi 6, which was supposedly going to be 802.11ax, but now it's just Wi-Fi 6. Um, the uh, Wi-Fi Alliance is uh, officially adopting these. Um, Wi-Fi 5 is higher than Wi-Fi 4, so obviously it's better. And since Wi-Fi networks have always worked together, it's clear that Wi-Fi 5 devices should be able to connect with Wi-Fi 4 devices too. So you can't go higher, but you can go lower. 
Um, the, they want the branding to even go beyond hardware, so in the future, when you connect to a Wi-Fi network on your phone or laptop, your device will tell you what Wi-Fi version you're connected to, so you'll be able to choose the newer, faster option. Um, the Wi-Fi Alliance says it expects companies to adopt this numerical advertising uh, in place of the classic lettered versions. Um, yeah, so there you go. No specific date as to when this changeover will happen, but uh, but it is happening. I think this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Those those letters were meaningless. Gibberish. Did they go down? No, they didn't go down because we went from N to A C. Yeah, which is but there already was an A, which is confusing. Right. B A G N A C. <laughs> All right. Best and worst Wi-Fi standards go. What? Well, okay. the The best is obviously G, right? Oh, are, oh, are we trying to rank the them? Wi-Fi standard that made Wi-Fi actually, you know, viable. I don't know. I mean, I remember A. You remember A? I remember A. I remember going back to A. Episode title. A was A was some, but A was slow. A was slow. Now, G A was came before B, right? A was after B. Oh, A uh, is yeah. Wi-Fi two. And was it <laughs> naturally? <laughs> now, right. And if I recall, uh, A came after B. Yes. So one was faster but had shorter range than the other, and the other one had longer range but was slower. Do you remember which one was which? No. Yeah, anyways, I think B is definitely the worst. Yeah, I think we can all agree B is the worst. <laughs> but A is not that much better. Depending on which, I would rather have long range and slow than short range and fast. So if if that's what A was, then I think A was actually the worst. I think A was more popular than B. I was think there ever right. an A B? Well, you could they could get routers that did A and, and B, B. I think. Oh, that's confusing. Right. It's like Wi-Fi two and a half. Right, and then you got the ABG routers and the ABGN routers. They had ABGN routers? Yeah. What? At some point, I'm those sure. those signals got to just, like, not work at some point. That's crazy. I wonder, if you get a router today, is this a wire cutter router uh, support B? I'm going to um, check right now. I don't know. You find out. Send them a note. Say, is it Wi-Fi 1 compatible? See what they say. I'd like to know. Which, by the way, I did find out. Remember, I was having all those smart home problems. I found it's out what the problem A-N-A-C. is. A N A C. A N A C. Oh wait, are you trying to use one with your Wi-Fi B router, Sean? Yeah, my router from 1999. My my old my old those one of those old blue uh, Linksys routers from back in the day. Um. No, actually, what I found out is I bought a new modem with a built-in router, and the router that was built in doesn't work, so I had to go back to using my old router, and then everything worked fine. Oh. So, what a treat. That explains it. So, the, the wire cutter pick supports BG and N on 2.4 gigahertz, and AN and AC on 5 gigahertz. Yeah, because now that... I think means that A had longer range, but was slower. Yep. Oh, no, A had shorter range. B had longer range, but was slower. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. So you could connect your wireless A and B devices to top-of-the-line hardware even still today. That's neat. That's neat. I wonder what, like, public Wi-Fi hotspots are. Because they don't have the latest technology in those, I wouldn't think. I feel like they're off, they're off in G. But more and more, they've become N and AC, I feel like. But don't you think that'll be confused? So let's say you're like at a McDonald's or something and you're connecting to the Wi-Fi there and it's like, oh, it says Wi-Fi 3. That's that's really crappy. That's not you think that'll confuse people. Be like, what is uh, that? What does that mean? Well, right now, I think they all think they have Wi-Fi one. So. But I, I guess right now it does. It just doesn't say it just says Wi-Fi. Right. So you get Wi-Fi too, you're smoking. But like, but what if your phone has Wi-Fi five, and you're connecting to Wi-Fi six? 
it'll work, but then you'll be like, oh, that might be one too many. Like you could have too many Wi-Fi's. That's true, but if you had if you had that many Wi-Fi, if you didn't have enough Wi-Fi's on your phone, you wouldn't be able to see how many Wi-Fi's that hotspot has because it wouldn't show up. That's true. That's true. You've got me there. <laughs> You've got me there. Well, hopefully this will work out. I mean, it's the Wi-Fi Alliance. They know what they're talking about. These are the real deal folks. It's an alliance. The Wi-Fi Alliance. That's... I can wish you, I was in an alliance. Can you imagine how awesome those meetings must be? Oh, my God. Must be party animals. <laughs> I would love to... Yeah. I wonder how many alliances there are out there. I would bet there are a lot. I'm trying to find out who the member companies are of the Wi-Fi start alliance. the uh, Coffee and Beer Alliance? The coffee... Okay, who would be in the Coffee and Beer Alliance? Well, I think, Sean, this is this is our monetization strategy. Okay. Open to all comers, but there's dues. There mm. are dues. So this is what we're calling our Patreon now? We, we're just not allowed yeah. to call it that? It's the alliance? Well, you gotta gotta keep it fresh and interesting. Mm, just I like, like that. our shows. All right. And what, what if they pay their dues, Dan, what are their benefits? Well, they get to say that they're part of an alliance, for one. Maybe we can send them, like, a like a badge or a tote bag. We got tote bags. We got tote bags. Yeah, we got we got some merchandise. We got actually, move, tote so. I actually actually I am out of don't panic. I have one up for debate tote bag left. Okay. And that all the other tote bags are gone. They've all been given out. All but, right, never mind. No no tote bags. But I do want to do t-shirts. I was thinking about that today. I really want to do t-shirts. But I don't think anybody wants a t-shirt. We could we could do <laughs> we could take topic suggestions. Yes, from that'll, the, that'll, uh, that'll be in the, the alliance. That'll be the so we'll have the different levels, right? Because they'll be like the contributor level, but then they'll be like the sponsor level. Yeah, but we can't call it that. It's an alliance, Sean. Well, okay. Well, there, there are members, there and then are there are commandos. Command <laughs> commandos. Okay. And generals. General, and is a general above a commando? Yeah. Okay, and then what's above <laughs> a general? There is nothing. Host. Us. Host. Yeah. <laughs> Host, general, commando, <laughs> member. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, friend of the show, Emily, said she's interested in both tote bags and t-shirts. Okay. If you want to be part of an alliance. <laughs> I don't yes. know. Let her, let her know about the blood pact she has to enter into to be part of the <laughs> alliance. All right, all right. Because um, that's that's a pretty important step. We that's are blood true. brothers here. Right, right. You can't can't get around that. You can't just skirt that part of the uh, nope part of the agreement. It is a requirement. Um, mm -hmm. And by the way, if anyone out there does want to buy a Don't Panic T-shirt, please email me. I will sell you one. <laughs> I will do it. I have I I have a nice design. It is very funny. I wore. I have the only Don't Panic T-shirt in existence. The test print I did to see if it would work. And it did, and I wore it to Home Depot the other day, and I kid you not, I saw someone at Home Depot wearing a Don't Panic, It's Organic shirt. <laughs> it was like our arch rivals. That's so weird. <laughs> I wanted to confront them. I think I think us and uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic should team up to take down the, the, the newcomer on the scene, the Don't Panic... Uh, uh sex 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 talk podcast i don't i don't even know what to call it <laughs> yep. have you google don't panic podcast recently no, no what is now this i don't want to i'm gonna let's I mean, see it's gonna change how are but, we not okay. the first result we got a seo man I know. Here we go. Tune in each week to hear stories about love and sex from guests living their dreams in a diverse sampling of all the possibilities for consensual adult relationships. Your guides are Magenta, the kinky poly sex educator and sex positive advocate, and Shayna, the monogamous happy vanilla sex positive explorer. Okay. We don't even get above letsnotpanic.com. Guys, what is Don't Panic Geocast? It's it's uh it's a um oh, what's that called geocaching podcast. <laughs> Guys, did, did we Google the name before we picked it, or did all these people come out afterwards? I remember. Googling. I'm pretty sure when we started doing it, only "Don't Panic, It's Organic" was a thing. 
This is awful. This is upsetting. It's pretty messed up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we, work on this. Our logo does come up in the Google image results, though. I did see that. Because it's does. such a sick logo. <laughs> but anyhow, alrighty, <laughs> let's continue on. We've got time for one more story, guys. A lot to choose from, but you only get one. A lot of pressure. I believe in you. I'm, let's talk about this Nintendo Game Boy case. Yeah, let's do it. Many have tried. Most have failed. But could Nintendo do it? We'll find out. They patented um, a, uh, a patent file that was filed this spring. It's a case that would fold over a smartphone showing the classic rectangular Game Boy design. There's a square cutout in the case, which would let the phone uh, screen serve as the Game Boy screen, and the buttons below it would be interactive, capable of uh, delivering input to the touch screen. Now, oh. you've seen similar cases from other companies, um, the, the Game Boy-style cases um, designed to play retro games. Uh, the difference with Nintendo is they actually own the rights to those games, so theoretically they could actually publish mm. them alongside the case. Uh, it wouldn't be that unusual. We've seen them do a lot of retro stuff with the uh, Classic, the NES Classic, the SNES Classic. Um, they're certainly getting some money's worth out of the back catalog. This case could be part of it. What do we think? This would be killer. They would sell a ton of these. And now, do you think that they would... Could, I don't think they... If it was on iPhone, they couldn't somehow tie the availability of the games to whether you have the case, right? I mean, technically, could you? Yeah, you could do it by... I mean, uh, could you technically, though? Yeah, you I could. I don't know if you technically could. Yeah, well, you would. Uh, the only way I could think to do it would be everyone can download the app, but to actually activate the game, you have to use a code that comes with purchasing the case, an individual mm-hmm. one-off oh. code. That'd be that'd be clever. But, Honestly, like I don't even have nostalgia for these things, but I would probably get this. Absolutely. Just uh, even I would not necessarily even for every day, but for plane rides and stuff, it'd be pretty cool. I would also think that for these games, based on the location of the Game Boy buttons, I, you would need the case to play the games, even if you could download it, because I don't think your fingers could... I guess a third-party knockoff case, maybe, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it might be awkward. But I, I would think that they, they couldn't price this thing particularly aggressive, because I think they would want to make... I, I, whether the games are free or not, I don't know, but I would bet they could make money on the games, not the case. I mean, they could give this thing away and make money on the games. If they really want to, that'd be very to. a very Nintendo thing to do. I mean, you know, the 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 NES Classic is competitively priced, at least. I mean, I wouldn't call it cheap, but it is, you know, competitive. So, I, I don't I don't think they'd really go crazy on the price of this thing. Mm. I'm excited. Fun. Give it to me, Nintendo. Well, I did see an article today, Dan, that there there are already rumors of the next Switch coming out next year. I saw that. I, I, I'd be very surprised. That doesn't seem like a very Nintendo move. Updating it so quickly. Updating it so quickly, and then like the article I read pointed this out. What would you do? So the the, the risk with making it too much better is that then you end up with games that can't be played on the other Switch. Mm-hmm. And that's something Nintendo definitely doesn't want to do. I feel like. That's true. Uh, so then what would you like you could make, give it better battery life you could make the screen better but then it feels like well who would get that update well i i guess you could kind of see it as like apple does with their s phones quote unquote that the tiktok cycle where you're not going to dump your phone to get the new one but for somebody who's buying one or who hasn't bought one yet it's just another reason to to pull the trigger now that it's already been out for a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just really curious to see how now, it works. Dan, I'll ask you because you're... Colby, do you own a Switch? I don't remember. Not yet. I'm no. going to get Colby one of these days. <laughs> Maybe. Well, maybe he'll get the new one. Honestly, them. I, I was going to say, like, them doing a new one might convince me to do it. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm, I'm teetering more and more. That new Mario Party just came out. Mm, now that might get me to buy one. That's my supposedly game. really good too. The the reviews are like 
It's a return to form for Mario Party games. That, that is the best sentence I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but I was going to ask you, Dan, you are a Switch user, I would argue a pretty regular Switch user. What features or changes could they make in the next one that you think would really improve the product? Bluetooth headphones. Okay. Well, I don't know if they can mm. do a hardware update for that. Bluetooth headphones, definitely the number one thing. The little kickstand that it comes with is pretty flimsy, if that mm-hmm. was more sturdy. Um, if the screen was 1080p, I feel like that'd be cool. It's only 720p, but it's also really small, so like... How much are you going to notice? Right. Yeah. Um... Those would be the big things. I mean, the controller in the handheld mode is not super comfortable, but it's also in the handheld mode. So, like, and if you're bringing it on a train, you can bring your real controller with you and connect it just fine. So, yeah, Bluetooth headphones, that's the number, 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 number one thing. Oh, and changing where the USB-C, this, okay, this is the (laughs) second thing. Right now, the USB-C port's on the bottom, Mm -hmm. which means that when you have it with the kickstand on like a tray table on a train you can't also be charging it or like mm. it's awkward to that's a bad I feel like decision if you put the game cartridge thing on the bottom and the USB-C on the top I mean but the problem is then you would put it in upside down into the dock but who cares like as it's in the dock you it's don't in the dock it. I guess the thing that would be awkward then is you couldn't slide the controllers on and off of it because it would be facing the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe there's no way. What would be super confusing is if they reversed the direction that you put the controllers on because I've gotten those controllers. Okay, that's the third thing. It's not obvious how you put those controllers on or if you have them oriented the wrong way and you just keep like pushing them on and then they get stuck. Oh, no. Yeah. But then that would be a problem because then all of the old ones wouldn't be compatible with the new structure of sliding them on. Yes, If they adjusted it. But one thing, Dan, they could just flip the kickstand upside down. So they don't have to actually change where the port is, just rotate the kickstand. Well, yeah, I guess the other thing you could do is make it so that uh, it... Orient, it reorients the screen upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Oh, it could already do that vertically, I think, for certain games. Maybe it, it's just statically defined. I'm not sure. We are just solving all of Nintendo's problems here this evening. Solving I love the it. problems. Oh my goodness! I hope they're listening. We got good stuff for them. All right, guys. Well, we are out of time for the news this week, which means we're going to move on to picks, the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world. And uh, I I'm, I can see the excitement in his face already, so we're going to have Dan go ahead and go first. Dan, what'd you bring this week? Me? Yeah, you! I don't, I don't have anything. Over, I, come on. Uh, what, ma- what mountain did you hike this weekend? You want to tease your mountain? I don't even remember what the mountain oh, was called. It was somebody's nose. Anthony's nose. No, you don't just Anthony's make stuff nose. up. You're just making stuff up now. Come on. No, that's what it was. Uh-huh. It was called Anthony's nose. And where is Anthony's nose? It's in uh, Cortland Manor, I think, New York. It is quite the hike. There's, uh, there's no rope rope swings but uh otherwise there's some some rock faces you got to kind of scramble up uh it's pretty straight up for about four miles uh but pretty really beautiful view over i don't know what bridge it is over a bridge you can see bear mountain across the river it's cool that that's my pick this week is nature go outside and see stuff you bunch of nerds (laughs) You bunch of nerds. Okay. Sweet. It's not a, uh, according to my Googling, it's not a particularly long hike in terms of distance. Is it, it's about, well, is it three miles? Yeah, about three miles. It takes about two hours to go those three miles, so. Mm -hmm. You're, You're ascending about 800 feet. That's it? That's what the internet says. 
Oh, 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 I see. Because we, I think we did a slightly longer version where we started from somewhere else. Mm, okay. Uh, so we probably only went up 800 feet in total, but we climbed more than 800 feet. Because my mm. Apple Watch, the Apple Watch uh, hiking setting for the exercise is pretty neat, and it'll give you elevation traversed and your pace, like yeah. how many minutes it takes you to go a mile. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sweet. That's cool. Anthony's nose, or just nature in general. Check it out. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. Tell your friends. Uh, all right, I'm going to go next, and then Colby can take us home. Uh, I have a book pick. Book I talked previously. Pick. Books. Gotta love them. Uh, I talked previously about Longball, which is great, a book on the XFL. But many remember the USFL. Uh, the United States Football League existed from 1983 to 1986, played three season, uh, famous for a few things. One, um, bringing spring football around, uh, two, almost succeeding, and th- three, guys, you'll never guess who sunk the USFL. Um, a, a, a league that was small and thriving when a very rich man Bought himself into the league by acquiring a team with the with the goal of essentially destroying it to make himself richer. Donald Trump. Bing, 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 bing! Congratulations, Dan. <laughs> Most people don't know this part of his history. He single-handedly sunk the USFL. Now, the funny thing is, this book is not about that this much, which is great because I don't need more of that in my life. But some of the stories you read in this book about these scrappy football teams with no money and no real good players and no resources. It is a fun, exciting read. It just came out. Um, I actually had it pre-ordered. It's a, If you're interested in in things that used to be and aren't anymore and some really interesting stories, you can't go wrong. Football for a Buck, The Crazy Rise and Crazier Demise of the USFL by Jeff Perlman it is available for purchase now. You can check it out uh, in hardcover or Kindle. It's an interesting book. Nice. Fun read. Quick read. I laughed out loud many a time, so it's a lot of fun stories. Colby, what 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 is this? What do you got? Indeed. Uh, I thought of this because we were talking about Mount Greylock earlier. I went to a play last week, uh, which is... So it's a play about Harry Potter, or about the world of Harry Potter, but they don't have the rights to, to use any of the Harry Potter stuff. So, like, everything is is either, like referred to ambiguously or like euphemistically um which is kind of fun but it's it's all about like uh it's about the hufflepuffs so it's it's called puffs um and it was very funny it it's it's funny like you would not uh, appreciate it if you had not read the harry potter books and possibly seen the harry potter movies and possibly um, taken a class about harry potter or yeah that- i mean that that certainly doesn't hurt i don't i don't think it's necessary and necessarily uh to 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 enjoy the play but there's there's lots of fun fun made of uh both quirks of the books and like quirks of the movies um, which is kind of fun, but if it's like an off-Broadway play in New York, so if you find yourself in New York and you are familiar with the wizarding world of Harry Potter, you should check it out. That's awesome. That's very cool. It's being performed at the New World Stages in New York City. Puffstheplay.com is the website. You can go check it out. They will be playing um, now through the next couple months. I got show dates all the way into next year, so... Check it out. Very cool pick. I gotta go see. It. I haven't even know the last time I saw a show in a theater. New World Stages is weird because it's like a movie theater, uh, but for plays. In that, like, there you go, like down <laughs> underground. Yeah, I just had the best look on our faces. Really. Yeah, you go down underground, and there's like a series of theaters along this hallway, and you just walk into. You go into the theater where your play is playing. Much like you do at the movie theater. That's awesome. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. I like it. All right. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Thank you, Colby. Thank you, Dan. Uh, that uh, that does it for the show, guys. Unless you got anything else you want to say. No. Come to New York. See you play. Come to. Oh, look at Dan. Dan, you are single-handedly the tourist committee for hike <laughs> the mountains, see the plays. New York. Yeah. They got it all. I, I Apple New York. Uh, that, <laughs> is that what it is now? I don't know. 
That's what it was at one point, I feel like, or I've seen that. I think it's just heart. Yes. Maybe the New York City variant is the, the red apple. You know, I've been going to New York for years now. I still haven't seen the big apple. I'm very confused. It's, it's kind of like the, go up the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's in dangerous neighborhood. Um, <laughs> you got to go all the way to Staten Island for it. It's not worth it. Uh, very cool, guys. That uh, that wraps us up on this episode. Thanks, everybody out there for joining us. Of course, our website is don'tpanic.io. You can go there and get all of our past and present episodes, audio and video. It's a wonderful site these guys built. You can also get links to all of our picks will be there. So if you don't remember exactly, use those links. They'll take you there, no problem. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, soon to be on Spotify, if I remember, to submit us, um, or really anywhere else you listen to in the video version on YouTube as well. And of course, follow us, uh, facebook.com slash show for the live show every week at show on Twitter, or email us show at gmail.com. Couldn't be simpler than that. Uh... uh I won't tease. We already talked about up for debate at the top of the show, so I won't retease that again. Um, but that's it. Check We're out gonna... our movie draft. Check out Play our movie along. draft. It's fun. These guys. These guys tried really hard, and I'm. I'm very excited. I don't. I don't know who's going to win. We I don't... get a participation award. Everybody does. Everybody gets a participation award. Although the winner gets a big trophy, and I think. I think maybe the winner this year will also get that last tote bag. So maybe that's a little extra incentive. <laughs> you. You guys are swimming in tote bags. You don't need any more tote bags. I guess you can never have to use another tote bag. Yeah, you gotta have a backup tote, right? Well, you gotta have a tote to store your other totes in. A tote tote. Yeah, a tote tote. A don't panic tote tote. (laughs) Very good. All right. Well, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you next time for uh, for more excitement and tech news on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.